Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the last Flax and Shanks uh, podcast of the season. Is this the last one? It probably is. Do you say flax, then, or flats? I said flax, yeah, flaxseed. It's because I'm, yeah. I'm on a health kick. Um, I'm not. Is this the last one? Flaxamatus decimus marillus. Uh, yes, it is the Flaculence. last one of the season. Unless you want to do something for the autumn internationals. Autumn, oh, I mean, mate, August. I don't know, do I? No, we don't. No, we don't. Are you doing those games? you heard anything about those games? Yep, yep, I'm in. You? I want to go on holiday anyway, so it's fine. You're not in? Well, not yet. Mm. Nor am I. I've not heard anything. Keep checking my phone, though, do you? Only every day, mate. Can't Junk do mail. them all, fella. Junk Can't mail the lot. Can't do them all, fella. Can't do them all, fella. Um, mm. No, I don't know. Um, Can you hear me all right? Yeah, yeah why? Oh, it just seems like a bit of delay when you... When you reply to what I'm saying, no, respond. I haven't. Um, I haven't had, I haven't drunk any water yet today, so I'm probably a bit slower than I should be. Hmm. It's like a lag. I'm not good at, lagging. I'm not good at drinking water. Are you? I am, but I don't do it often enough. And then when I do, I just <laughs> bolt it left hand. So you're not. No, so you're not good at it then. <laughs> no, but I, I, I don't drink water very often. But when I do, God, you really go for it. I'm like an elephant. Yeah. I'm like that with Aperol spritz. <laughs> I actually don't like Aperol spritz. I'm not with part. I'm not part of that movement. Nor do I. I tried it up the top of Cable Mountain. Table Mountain. I kept saying Cable Mountain. It's a cable car. Hmm. So, yeah, just I'm not, I don't like it. I saw people uh, with these big pint glasses full of it. And I went up to the, the lady behind the bar and said, "Can I try that, please?" And she said, "Yeah." And, took a little sip and turned my lips inside out so i went for a, a more manly drink and got a bottle of rosé quite right it's very saccharine very saccharine or saccharine however you say it. it's just like 
intense chemical sugar. Yeah. Didn't like it. Nope. I mean, I'd I drink think, it if I, I think, had to, but. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd drink you. anything. I know what you're like. But it's like, it's almost like, I think, I wonder what percentage of people that drink it all the time in the sun actually like it. I think loads of them are lying. Yeah, like oysters, like you. I love oysters. <laughs> That's exactly what the <laughs> Aperol Spritz people say. That's what they say. <laughs> I love them. I even, I even risk, like I sometimes risk having them. Why do you, why do you gag when you eat them then? No, nothing. I've got a mate called Matt who, um, uh, he, big Matt, he's got a Guinness face. So he loves rugby, loves the crack. Yeah, I have a Guinness, yeah. And as soon as he takes a slug, he's got this like, <laughs> look on his face every time. And in the old days, I was like you, we took a hundred pictures of it. My mate Adam and I took a hundred pictures of it. And he'd be like, yeah, I love it, yeah. <laughs> he puts it down, <laughs> like he's drinking piss. That was like Gethin Jenkins with beer and coffee. Was it? Yeah. Actually hates them. Yeah, used to have to have um, Bacardi Breezer <laughs> or Smirnoff Ice and a hot chocolate when we went for a coffee. Oh, no. I I think he's yeah, learned to like him now. because friend doesn't drink hot drinks. How can you be 43 and not drink hot drinks? Or how can you what? not have coffee? When someone says, oh, I don't drink, don't drink coffee, I'm like, hmm, not sure I could be friends with you. Yeah, don't believe you. And so I had a taxi driver the other day who does not, does not eat. He said, I do not eat cold food. I said, I'm going to call, I'm going to call bollocks on that, mate. No, mate, do not, unless it's an absolute last resort, do not eat cold food. I said, what about a Snickers bar? Yeah, I'll eat that. I said, you warm it up, do you? <laughs> you want to know? He said, I don't eat cold meals. I said, what about a sandwich? Yeah, I'll have a sandwich. I was like, right, you don't warm your sandwich up. He's like, no, but I'm talking about like salad. I don't eat salad. I'm like, right, fine, fine. You don't eat cold salad. But you reg... We went through this list of stuff that you'd eat cold. Like, so we've established now that you regularly eat cold meals. Like probably Ice cream. five days a week you eat a cold meal. And he's like, yeah, you put it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, right. So a chocolate mousse and a BLT sandwich or whatever it is for lunch, that is, you realize that's a cold meal. Yes, I understand that now. <laughs> I was like, right. It's a false claim, mate. Whereas Michael Clarsons, the scrum half, doesn't eat vegetables. Does not, <laughs> does not eat the vegetables. I reckon, I reckon when he got out of the taxi, you slammed the door, he just went, wanker. <laughs> no, because actually, no, he didn't, because it was quite a long, it was quite a long ride. He hated you. No, he liked me, because we had quite a long ride, and I said, I'm a bit dusty from the night before, it was on the way to the um, Prem final, actually, on Saturday, and I said, can I have a, do you mind if we stop in here for a coffee at this garage? So I said, do you want a coffee? And he, he didn't understand. He was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm all right. I said, mate, I don't mind getting you a coffee. It's fine. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I got him a coffee and I said, do you want any food as long as it's not cold? I'll make anything, anything. That'd be amazing. And I got, him a ba- I got him a bacon and cheese turnover and a large latte. And he was over the moon. So no, he didn't hate me. He loved me. £3.50 well spent. That is why you bought him that because you were worried that you would. And you had Correct. To- yeah. Yeah. Sounds lovely though. That's a lovely snack. Well done. Yep. Keep, your, oh, keep your receipt. Standard? <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't think you can claim sustenance on, on on these like TV days unless you... Michelle's rule is unless you're staying overnight. If you're staying overnight, you're doing a gig that's an overnight gig, you can claim yeah. your dinner sometimes because it's work and you'd, you'd otherwise be at home. Um, But my argument is but you'd, you'd buy dinner at home anyway. But, you know, I, don't know. I reckon you just put it under recreational, see what happens. 
Recreational drugs. I, you know, I don't claim those. <laughs> I don't claim those. Um, another another taxi driver I had who was in the car for about five minutes. He missed a turning, and he was like, "Whoa!" And he went late round his turn. He said, "Sorry, fella. Sorry, fella." And I said, "Are you are you been on the piss again, mate?" And he was like, "No, mate. It's the edibles from last night. They're still in my system." He was like admitting to me that there was still something in his system. He's a cabbie, and I was like, "Edibles? Like what are edibles?" And he goes, oh, mate, they're amazing. If you don't, if you can't get pissed, whatever, you don't want to get pissed at home because you don't like the hangover or you're working or whatever, edibles. I mean to Google it. I, I genuinely don't know what he means. Is it, is it the sweets, the little, or is he talking about mushrooms? Hmm. Do I sound like an old man? No, I'm not sure on that either. Is it like cannabis, edibles? Because someone sent me some gummies once and he was like, oh, there you can get them in a shop. And he, I was like, oh, fine this guy was really nice guy he's like mate they're literally five quid you get them in a shop I'll send you some and I was terrified I was too scared to try them these little they're like kids sweets I was like I'm I'm too scared I'm too naive and innocent when it comes to this (laughs) (laughs) why why are you laughing I I do heroin because I know what I'm getting (laughs) yeah exactly you watch train spotting you get it yeah yeah watch Scarface I know what cocaine is but I the whole thought of getting stoned right I realise I'm probably using outdated terminology here. Getting stoned, I don't want to be a zombie. I don't want to be zombified because I imagine I'll feel really sick. Yeah, and also, yeah, 43 years old and got three kids and another one on the way. Yeah. Mm. Like, Matt Stevens. Those days will come. Actually, uh, topically, Matt Stevens. I'm not bringing up Matt Stevens because of the thing that happened with him. Matt Stevens' wedding in Bath years ago went to that and everyone was going outside, and it was quite hot inside. I said, I'll come out, and everyone was having a cigarette, a little ciggy. I said, oh, go I had a few bites. I said, yeah, I was pissed. I said, go on, have a ciggy. Then with some of the Sarries boys and some of the Bath boys that were all at the wedding. Mate, I was home. I was at my house, I reckon, 20 minutes after I took my first drag of that cigarette. It wiped me out, mate. I was like dizzy, felt I was going to yep. be sick. Do you know why? Because it, it. it was probably a Red Marlboro or a Camel. Are they really strong? I think so, yeah. Again, I Mate, don't know. Mate, it killed me. Absolutely killed me. Oh, yeah. Um, you want to vape Edibles now anyway. No, you don't. Vaping is bad. Smoking's bad. Everything we're talking about is bad. So, Are edibles away. bad? Doesn't Joe Rogan do edibles? Is that what he does? Or does he do mushrooms or supplements or something? Because he's always talking about like clearing his mind. and I don't probably, know. probably need to move on from this chat. Cause yep. Could go downhill. Have you watched... Conor McGregor forever. McGregor forever. No. Mm, it's quite good. Really? Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. What's good about it? Insight into him. Um, see some of the fights. See some of the training. Um, I did. I quite enjoyed it. He is so it's not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, he is. Massively. I, I wonder about... I look at that and I think... I. Again, not an expert, but I look at that and think, is he on something? And then you realise he is like that all the time. So he can't be, well, I don't know. Yeah. He can't be. No, I don't think so. But it's quite good. Um, I've been out of Cape Town, Dave, so I've had a chance to to watch a few things. Uh, I watched the Steel Town Murders. Um, Thank you for that. Good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Resap Williams is in it. He does a lot of the commentary with me on Viaplay. He was one of the young policemen at the start. And Phil Howe, who's a comedian, 
I've oh, done a right. few gigs with. Yeah, he was on as well. So a few Welsh boys on there, and obviously That's good. Phil Glenister. Um, I enjoyed it, so thank you for that recommendation. I watched Elvis, which is really good. What? Elvis. About Elvis Presley. It's the film. Who's, who plays Elvis? Do you know what? I can't remember his name because I've not seen him or anything, but he was brilliant. Really? Like, brilliant. I really enjoyed it. It was quite a weird film. Like, it was filmed really weird at the start and sort of mixed um, sort of contemporary music in with it as well it wasn't like walk the line johnny cash yeah um, it wasn't that wasn't filmed that way but the second half was brilliant unbelievable yeah. so when he makes his comeback um and he ultimately quite sad because dies at 42 years old yeah but you can see why oh he was hammers worked it, hard it, does he? yeah yeah the colonel he was a bloke who looked after him. Um, gotcha. Bit dodgy. Uh, worked him too hard and had him by the balls. God damn. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird. Like, Elvis didn't travel. I don't think he went anywhere outside of the US to tour, to gig. Everything was in the US, really? which, is, which is bizarre because obviously he's a worldwide sensation. But the Colonel didn't want him traveling. That's interesting, boy. Mm. Have you ever thought about interesting. managing any um, musicians? You'd be a good colonel. I know a guy called Paul who manages Queen Tribute Band. Oh, the big what? Queen Tribute Band who go around the world doing massive concerts. Not Flash, the one I used. Don't know. Who, who were very good. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um... um and it seems like quite a good way of life, actually. Mm-hmm. A bit stressful, mind, I imagine. Well, it's event, or- event organisation and logistics aren't my forte, Tom, as you know. No. I can't, I mean, I can't, I can barely book dinner for the lads, to be honest, and get everyone together. <laughs> really. You've got to know your limits. I'm just terrible at admin. I'm absolutely terrible. That's why I've got Michelle. I mean, exactly. most, a lot of people wouldn't need Michelle to do half the stuff I needed to do. I just... I can't. I actually can't do it. I can't keep. Up. I've said this before on the pod. I cannot keep up with WhatsApp, text messages, emails. What was your I job am, at Bath again? Good question, um, <laughs> comms director. However, <laughs> I eventually worked it out to a point where I said, "Look, I don't want to do all the admin." And my a colleague of mine loved doing admin and didn't like doing all the fluffy stuff. I quite like the fluffy stuff. So I said, why don't we basically unofficially have you sit in the corner and grind out words because you like that and reply Very to stuff and words. communicate. And I will sit on your desk with a cravat on, smoking a cigarette through a cigarette holder and a monocle and just spout ideas. That's exactly what I need, someone like you today, because putting a tender in, I need someone to fluff it up. Yeah. And I'm no fluffer. I'm a bullet point man. Yeah, you're, you're, you're straight up and down, aren't you, mate? Yeah, you're straight up and down. This is what we this is what we're offering. So do you want it or not? No, I right. am. Up yours yeah. in. When it comes to business, I'm Jamie Roberts. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How was you? This is this is Thursday now. Okay, Thursday the first of June. Um, yeah, we're late. Lo- we? You've had a lovely post from Die Flats fans on Instagram. Which did just... you notice the picture of me in the sea? You had a mohawk. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. Sort of. Started before Joe Marler. 
I did. This is the point. Ash Splash, mm. Mohawk. I did all these things 20 years ago, mate. More than 20 years ago. Yep. Get no credit for it, do you? No, I don't want it. I'm not after credit. It's just a bit of respect, you know? But yeah, so you've been down in Devon. You've been down in Devon, have you? Been getting down dirty in Devon. Yes, just for three days. We um, we thought it's half term. We'll just go and do three days. We will hope the weather's good. And it was grey and um, great as, in, as opposed to grey. And saw the Grewcocks down there, which is wicked. We had a big barbecue on the beach. Uh, nice. Great fun. What'd you cook? And it was like, right, all the food's done. Dan does this wicked like garlic and herb marinated lamb that he chops up and we put on the little portable grill. We had some sausages that the do you know Jack and the Maunders who play scrum half for Exeter yeah boy well their dad slash uncle have a chain of butchers in the southwest the local one to us is a is a Maunder butcher went in and the lady said we haven't had any we've got no sausages deliveries tomorrow run out of sausages I said that is unusual for a butcher she said we got those in the fridge there in the freezer there those beef ones they're tasty but they look bloody horrible <laughs> so I was like right I'll have them fed those to the kids they're actually okay um and then when all the food was done, everything was done. We had loads of grub done. I was basically like just for a little surprise, I pulled out a massive ribeye on the bone from Meat Matters and said, let's have that. And it was absolutely mega. That was a surprise, was it? Was it like wrapped? It Here was. Here you go, everybody. Like, we're not out of food. Well, it was just for Dan and me, really. Wait till the kids have gone back in the water. And But no, it was good. And then baby Hetty... Um, Met up with Ollie Cohn yesterday and his family for paella on the beach. And um, He could have bought some sausages, couldn't he? He brought a lot of sausages and they were lovely. But Hetty, I don't know how best to put it, Tom. I'll just be honest because we're, we're honest on this pod. She completely ruined the day for all of us. She ruined it. Not for the other families. For our family, she completely ruined it. And we had to leave before the paella was actually ready. So I didn't get to try that. And we had to go from the beach, trek back to the car get all that drive back to the house to wash the baby in the outdoor shower um so that we could put her without sand in her foo-foo and bum to sleep in the car <laughs> took her an hour and a half to go to sleep it's just mate she screamed the whole down the beach hated everything hated bit sitting down standing up just like made me think i cannot wait to have another one of those yeah well they don't get any better at four years old my boy's no. the same. He's the same. And just constantly, it's like, it's because his sisters are older than him. Like, how much older than Seven and 10 years older than him. He just ruins everything. Because what they want to do, he doesn't yep. want to do. And what he wants to do, they don't want to do. And yep. I just sent you a, a meme or a clip from Instagram of. It's very good. A bloke with his kids looking at ducks when all his mates are in the pub. It's just, yeah. that is me at the moment, um, but it's you for another mm, seven years. So when all your mates are spending just, the weekend in the pub, you spent yeah. it waving at some ducks. Yeah, it's just Paulie said, in your six or seven years, it'll be all right because you'll be able to enjoy your summers again a little bit, but it's mm. going to be six or seven shit years. Yeah, it and is. I, and you might need a little wheelchair. You might need help getting in and out of the boat. Do you know, like, we we go down to South Devon for quite a long time usually in the summer, which is a real luxury and it's great. But got in the car last night and I was like, right, we shouldn't make any decisions off the back of 
um, when we were feeling we were, we've had a, we we had a half an hour drive back to the house to get her cleaned, right? Because it's long story where we went was miles away in a long drive and whatever. So it's half an hour. We were silent for it was thirty minutes on the dot on the old um, Waze app, mm. and it, we were silent for the entire thirty minutes. Thought thirty miles, thirty minutes, thirty minutes silence till we got back. It was that yes. bad, absolute silence. Well, no, just like everyone hated everyone and it was awful. And um, it was like, we don't make any decisions now when you're emotional, but for the record... I'm leaving you. I, th- <laughs> I, think, we should, I think we should sack off doing so long in Devon because it's going to be awful. And we're going to have a baby in the middle of it anyway, which is fine if you're at home, but if you're not at home, home, it's like, hang on a minute, this is just, we're asking for a disaster here. This is why I opt for the old all-inclusive kids club holidays a lot of the time when the kids are old yeah. it's fine because they entertain themselves they can go off explore explore yourself and but with with the younger kids they just need to be entertained so yep. that's what I'm doing just, the thing is the all-inclusives are wicked and I love them but we can't do six weeks at one of those five weeks at one of those so don't need to, do you? Or do you? No, but what about the, you go for a week and then the other mm. four weeks of the holiday, it's like if we go down there, at least we've got mates down there with kids, we've got mm. sun, we've got seaside and stuff. So there's, a bit of, there's quite a lot of admin involved, but you can just get to the beach and let them go. And we only have to entertain the toddler. The other two are just flat out. They're mermaids, basically, as you know. Yeah. So it's like, but it's just, I was like, should we sack it off? Mm. Because we've done one day, and it was horrendous. But and otherwise, it, it was great. And to be honest, looking mate, forward to it and everything's great. Everyone has a shit day at the beach. Everyone has shit yeah. days. Not with the kids. Yeah. But then you get a little smile at the end of the day and you're like, oh, it's all worth it. Not. Not. Um, what, uh, what else have you been up to, boy? She is a lush kid, I'll say that. Um, yeah. She's one of the nice ones. Uh, well, just got back from Devon last night. Uh, pootling around today, you know, Put the bins out, water the plants. I'm going to pop to the gym. I haven't been to the gym for a few days, Tom. So um, nearly a week off, actually, which is bad because of the mini break. But I'll get back in there today and I'll do not very much. And then um, we're, I've got dinner with dinner with some mates tonight and then um, going to the cricket tomorrow in Bristol. I'd say a week off the weights is fine. Sometimes you come back and you're actually stronger because you're, you, you're giving your body a chance to rest properly because you do need that. Um, and do you remember the cricket yeah, cricket who's playing remember the live pod we did with Sam Warburton and yep. Brett the guy who had a question and bottled it when we went to him mm. I'm going to the cricket with Brett who's playing tomorrow couldn't tell you mate <laughs> is it I think is it I, all I, I, I'm, I'm saying Bristol yeah I don't. I actually don't know I don't know where it is Powley's going so he's got the logistics sorted are you going to get on it yes all I care about is can I wear shorts? That is the only thing I care about. I don't care about. I'm just going to have fun with my friends in shorts, hopefully. You can't wear Birkenstocks. Please don't wear it. Please don't be that guy. I like Birkenstocks, but I'm not wearing oh, Birkenstocks. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to wear on my feet. I've been thinking about this. It's a bit of a problem. Boat shoes. Yeah, but Standard. my boat shoes are Devonified. They're all sandy and knackered and ruined. Mm. All right. So I don't, know, I don't know what to do. I'm not buying new shoes to go to the cricket. So I don't know. I'll probably end up wearing bloody trousers, won't I? But um, cricket, and then we're going to Beyonce on Saturday. 
I don't know why that made me laugh. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, we're going to be on oh, so That's a, a toddler. mega stadium, mate. It's amazing, I love it, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's that's good. We got brother and sister in law inbound to look after the toddler for the day and night. Oh well done, mate. I mean I I don't envy him. Mm. But we're gonna go up and we're gonna take um Freya's gonna drive back so I can get lashed at the Beyonce concert. Will I get lashed? No, I will not. Um but you know what I'm like, mate, I'll have a couple, won't I? Yeah, I've seen loads of videos of Beyonce around. She played in Cardiff. It did look yeah. mega. Jack White was there the other night. Was he? Yeah. Mm. And some other I, people. I'm I'm so crap with celebrities, mate. I just don't know who they are. He's grown his hair. Jack White and expecting, so he probably got a good chat with him. He is. Um, he's a guy that I'll say this. He's very posh, and you know, quite camp. I just presumed didn't care just presumed that he was gay one of the first few times I saw him and I thought yeah this guy's very very funny um whatever then I found out he wasn't and not only is he not but he is extremely appealing to women as well as men I'm sure um and actually I think you know he does away with the whole alpha male is the way to go thing because he is camp but very very funny and clever it turns out very appealing to women. Pretty much every woman I've asked is like, yeah, definitely. Damn, have we got it wrong? Yep. Yeah, That's my point. Okay. Jason Fox has got it most wrong. He's yep. the most alpha, isn't he? Yep, I'm going to have to get a couple of Labradors and I'm going to have to go hiking. Yep. Yep. Like Cotter. <laughs> Less Balenciaga. Less just... Balenciaga. I know. Less Balenciaga, more Berghaus. <laughs> more mountain warehouse more mountain warehouse less Moschino more mountain <laughs> warehouse <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to have I'll a quiet weekend what. this weekend David because I'm going to Villamora next week uh, for the Cardiff Rugby Community Foundation annual golf trip oh my god I cannot uh, wait stop don't dress it up as a foundation golf trip well we're raising I know it's what it says on a tin you get, you get, you're getting you're on it mate yeah I know I know but you know, you tick two boxes then, don't you? Get yeah. on it and raise money. I'm a man's man. Cuff me. Everybody's happy. So that's um, next week. Uh, had a nice little, well, there's four nights away, or four days in Cape Town. Yeah. But it was In tough. your salmon jacket. Yeah. Went I know well. Wig mentioned it, didn't he? Graham Roundtree mentioned your jacket. Did you see yeah. that? Flew Thursday night, landed Friday, production meeting at DHL Stadium in Cape Town, which is absolutely amazing. And when I was there, Flats, all I was thinking about was the 80 people we had to take to the Lions would have been absolutely epic. Oh, mate. Damn, 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 damn. And then we had the game on Saturday. Now, Viaplay were uh, teamed up with Supersport for this one. So it was only on... It was the same production on Supersport and Viaplay. You know, we weren't doing a separate one, which a lot of times most people do so I think it was one of the first times two production companies had teamed up like that uh-huh. and they they were constantly asking me what I'm wearing and I was like not telling you not telling you don't worry about it yeah don't worry I'll sort myself it. out and I turned up with a salmon pink blazer 
shirt. And um, they sort of looked at me and thought, hmm, okay, have you got anything else? I said, no, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but And then just before we went on air, about two minutes before we went live, someone came running up with a blue blazer for me to put on. And I tried to put it on, but it wouldn't work. It wouldn't fit. So they weren't happy with it. They wanted all of the pundits to look the same. But I got away with it. I did it. Did you? And then, yeah. And then Alan Quinlan turned up in trainers, um, a blazer, a maroon shirt, and just looked like smart for him, but <laughs> <laughs> ragass United. He didn't. He didn't care. Didn't give a monkeys. He can do didn't he give wants, a monkeys. Mate. No, exactly. He's the boss. He can do what he wants. Yeah. So lovely little trip there. Some beautiful food at the waterfront. Honestly, ah, oh, so nice down there. He's got so many choices to eat. Yeah, and it was delicious. And it's a little trip up Table Mountain. Take some photos. After time, I had to take photos of Ross Harris and Gavin Muldoon. Didn't have to. You want to? I didn't. Well, you're no. up there asking you to. Asking me to. Oh, where they're just gosh. looking away. <laughs> they're like, do you want it? And I was like, no. No. Uh, but it was good. Mate. I've, I've got good. a theory on photos. Go on. Like, first of all, there's a little bit of like we all now and again post from places we are. But I think there's this weird pathological need for everyone to know where we are all the time is one thing, which is fine to a point, but can be a bit much. And then. There's also this need to photograph everything. And it's like, right, so Freya will say to me, you never take any pictures of me. I'll say, you take too many of me. So you don't take any pictures of me. Well, actually, I've got, what I want is a handful of really nice pictures of you with me, with the kids, whatever. Or on your own, I want a handful. It's like, yes, in the shower. Um, It's like... So what happens is, well, we got these photos. Yeah, what are they good for? They're really good for WhatsApp to WhatsApp to people. But that's that's kind of one thing. Social media, we don't want to put pictures on social media of my family all the time. A few here or there is fine, bit of fun. I don't want to do that all the time. And neither does she. So you're like, right, that's fine. So would you like me to take loads and print them all off so they're actually useful? No, it just shows that you care, basically, is the message. Taking more photos that I'll never use shows that I care. I'm sorry, that's balls. But also, it's like taking pictures of the kids. We all take lots of pictures of our kids. How many pictures do you actually need of your kids? If you have one good picture of each of your kids, your three, until they say they leave home at 20 on average per year, you've got, so you've got, you've got 60 pictures. What are you going to do with 60 pictures of your kids? 60 of them. And that's just the ones, you know, there'll be loads of other group ones. Let's roughly call it 100 if you take a few, a hundred pictures of your children. No one should have more than five or ten pictures max of their children around their house or it turns into a shrine and it's weird. And it's like, buy a painting, mate. It's like, how many do we actually need? You can't have I enough of your own kids, mate, on your phone. Hey? You, can have, you, you can't have enough photos of your kids on your phone. No, that's fine, but it's like, you take loads of, we all take loads of pictures, that's fine, but it's like, you don't take enough pictures of me. It's like, right, what, what do you want me to... I, I, what I do is, if I'm on a plane, I don't sit and flick through old pictures of mine and cry my eyes out because they're so nice. Like I, that's not something I do. 
you know, no, I take I take pictures on the plane of people asleep. People exactly. Yeah. Asleep. I take pictures well, I, of people eating. People take videos. too many pictures, man. People take Vi- too many pictures. Videos of people eating is what I do. Yeah. I take yeah, pictures. I take pictures of people taking pictures of other people. Boyfriends yeah. of Instagram. You video me good. walking quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I walk through an airport, I do think of you now. <laughs> Again, <laughs> just getting people bent down, like so you see a bit of their ass crack. Men, that is. Um, yeah, Again, yeah, people yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. just looking for weakness. <laughs> so <laughs> I do end up having to go through my phone on an aeroplane to delete all the ones that I don't need anymore. That's a diff- that's a different process. Mm. But it's like I just yeah, no, I'm with you, mate. I I I don't take many photos. It's like right, if my wife takes a lovely picture of me once a year for the next ten years, that is not many pictures. One a year. Mm going to put them all up on the wall no i don't want 10 pictures of myself on my walls so that's 10 too many that's only 10 years 30 years you've got 30 i don't want 30 pictures of myself on the walls mm. you know pictures of the kids and stuff a few of those lovely but it's like they are in the room like we do still they are here I can um, look, at them. Can look at them they're here i know there's a balance here i think people overdo it and i'm not i'm not getting sucked in mate that's what i'm telling you I'm with you, right? This has to be quick, Flats, because this is the last pod. I get it, all right, all right, but we're both busy men. Yeah. Talk us through the. Car the wash, actually. Hey, I've got to go to the car wash. Mm. Pick up a blazer. Uh, yeah, the the final. Talk us through the final. Um. I. Okay. Yeah. Cool. No, it was good. Nice. It was it, no, it was good. It was good. I'm trying to remember it, <coughs> I was there. It was good. <laughs> Mate, like six, honestly, six honestly, ago. I'm like that with every game because you do so many through the yeah. year, yeah, and it just amalgamates into one. I'm like, pick your moment of the year like that. Ooh, I know. I got one of those recently. I'm like, oh. someone help I mean, me. Someone said, obviously, uh, I think Craig Doyle said to me, and he said, oh, we got asked to pick a moment of the year. And I was like, God, and he was like, obviously it's the Charles Piatow break and the step and the chip for the Harry Randall try. I'm like, you are dead right, but how have you remembered that? Like, that's gone from my brain. It's like it never happened. Um, it's Doyler, uh, though, isn't it? He's a robot. He is, mate. He's got a big brain, Doyler. Um, so, yeah, the final was a, re- it was a really good final because you got massive, well, definite favourites and definite underdogs, and the underdogs basically got themselves in front at one point and you thought hang on a minute here we go um but the difference between the two sides was a bit of composure and a bit of uh probably you if you were in footballing terms you say a bit of quality whatever that actually means but the bit of quality was Owen Farrell Mm. and it's funny because for so much of his career rightly or wrongly there's been a debate about whether he should start for England even though he's been England captain so many times I think the debate currently is non-existent I mean I love George love watching George Ford play everyone loves watching Marcus Smith play Owen Farrell at 10 at the moment I think is probably unarguable unless you are a teammate of one of the other two or a family member because I think he is just sublime at the moment and when he's given the reins at 10 he has looked great and it hasn't always translated to the England team but you've got to back Steve Borthwick and hope that he'll be allowed to do for England what he does or encouraged to do what he does for England you know, for Saracens for England. I thought he was just sublime. Good. Well, hell of a player. Hell of a, hell of a player. I um, saw the celebrations after. Kevin Sorrell had his top off. I know. Ke- didn't know what, Mate, didn't Kelly know what to make Brown of that. Kelly Brown looked mega. 
Yeah, I know he looked a lot better than Kev Sora. I just, I, I don't know why I expected him to be a little bit better. Nick Mark McCall looked in great shape. I thought Kev looked all right from the angle mm. I saw. All right, mind you, you and I have got different standards. To be fair. <laughs> I'd love to be in the same Nick as Kevin Sorrell. I thought Super Kev looked all right. Um, mate, he's fifty years, nearly fifty years old, mate. Oh, he's not. He's only forty-five. He's not, mate. That's two Is years older than us. I thought he was. No, nah, mate, Kev's like Kev's like 48 now, 49 or something, isn't he? All right, I'll take that back then. Take I could back. be wrong here. Shall I have a look? Mm, I know you nah. want us to be quick, but you tell us about the URC final. You keep talking. I'm going to find out. Oh, Kev, sorry. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Unbelievable stadium. Atmosphere was electric. It was full. And do you know what? When you turn up and you see a stadium like that, you just... Yeah, everything everything is better, I think. You know, you're up for it a little bit more because it's a full stadium, it's a big occasion. And I was just excited. He's forty six. He's forty six. All right, there we are. All right, go on then. Three go years on. older than us. Yeah. And no one really gave Munster too much of a hope because Stormers at home, packed out stadium, always difficult to beat South African teams away from home, even though Munster did it about a month or so ago. But you just thought everything was with the Stormers. And yeah. they are a tough team. Um, yeah. Big quality on show. Munster struggled a little bit to start of the season, but got themselves into knockout rugby and, and played pretty well. And whether or not Munster could back up the win over Leinster two weeks before at the Aviva Stadium, which was a huge game for them. Yeah. And it was good, mate. It was, I mean, often, not all the time, but often knockout rugby when you get to... Um, sort of the quarterfinals, semifinals, final, sometimes they're not that high scoring because the pressure's on. You've got to play the game differently. You know, you can't always go for it. It's it's about winning, purely about winning. Not about momentum, not about finding the right team. It's about making sure you've got more points on the board than the opposition. And look, Munster started playing wide off the, from the start, which was not really like them. They're more of a direct team. But there was a lot of space because um, the Stormers' defence is quite narrow. But then Manny Leboc intercepted an offload from Tony Fish and Tom Fritsch. He's, apparently he's called Tony Fish from the Munster supporters. And he, go, he goes under the posts. And he thought, oh, this isn't going to happen. But then Barron scored, driving line out. Um, Calvin Nash scored, crossfield kick from Munster. 
and they had all the possession, all the territory, and were worthy winners at the end. Um, it could have gone either way, but the Josh Hodnett try, and Josh Hodnett was man of the match, swears in an interview after. Peter Armani's got his hand over his head. Very funny. Not in the very island, funny. extended Ireland squad, Hodnett, which I'm surprised about. No, but he's played very well. And there was, yeah, yeah. arguably, you could have had someone else uh, in back row, like I know, Tagburn could have come up and R.G. Snyman could have gone into the second row because he was on the bench. But they stuck with him because he was awesome against Leinster and another man of the match performance from him. So really good performance by Munster. Had to really grind out a win, had to dig deep because, you know, when they were leading 17-14 with, oh, sorry, 19-14 with four minutes left, the kick from Crowley was important because it meant that um, Stormers had to score a try. But... Munster had to defend two driving lineouts from Stormers, and Stormers have scored a lot of tries from there. And they did; they dug deep, and you look at the stats for them; they dominated everything, and they deserved to win away from home. It was a huge performance. There was something like five thousand Munster fans as well, which was great because it created a little bit of atmosphere. They were staying in the same hotel as us, so we all went back there for a little sing song later on, and it was, it was an unbelievable great. atmosphere. And, um, a, and, and a good competition, yeah. mate. It was good because yeah. Stormers won it last year. Yeah, it's great to see an Irish team win it and to do it in the style they did away from home in South Africa. Yeah, it's mega, and I'm obviously thrilled for Munster, but um, especially doing it as underdogs away from home against the Stormers. But I, I'm really, really pleased for a week for Graham Roundtree, mate. Yeah, he is just such a such a good bloke. The first few years of my career played against Graham Roundtree. And he was painful, like good player, but like I say this as a compliment, just like spiteful. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. so good, but spiteful. And then you meet him and you're like, God, he's really nice. A bit like Darren Garforth. You're like, he's actually, he's a really nice man. And um, I remember like one of my first interactions with him, I've always liked nice cars. And if I've been able to, I've had nice cars, right, as you know. And it's like, I remember parking my car at the far end of the car park from England tra England training thinking I don't want everyone to see it because I'm a young kid and whatever so I was a bit embarrassed so I parked over there and then I basically used to wait around after training and no one ever knew this but I'd wait around for ages and ages and I'd often like arrange to like I had a mate who lived nearby at Penny Hill Park at the England Hotel and I'd, he'd come for coffee we'd even have like coffee and Asani and I'd fully two hours after everyone had gone I would leave Got, gave me a chance to catch up with Sam but also so no one saw my car I was like that worried about it at times and I drove out once and Roundtree and um, Garforth were walking into the car park. I was like, oh, no. And he went, whoa, 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 what is this? What is this? And I thought, oh, no, because I had a bit of grief. I'd been told by one of the coaches that the coaches had mentioned me being a flash twat in one of the meetings. And I was just like, I'm not a flash twat. It's not a crazy car. I just, I love it and whatever. And they're like, well, it's been mentioned, you know. And I was like, well, I don't know what I could do about that. And then Graham Roundtree was like, mate, it's absolutely lovely. You love your cars, don't you? He said, good man, really pleased for you. And Darren Garforth was the same. He's like, it's beautiful, mate. It's not my cup of tea, but I'm really, yeah, good on you. Enjoy it. It's like lovely men. And in retirement, and I got coached by Wig quite a bit and whatever. He's just, mate, he's just the best guy. The mm. best guy. I love him. So yep. I'm chuffed to bits that he won it, actually. And there's nothing wrong with a Mazda MX-5 at all. So... <laughs> Don't listen to him, mate. <laughs> but he, like, 
he's he's quite quiet in the way he speaks, and he, you can tell he's a thinker. And you know, he's, he's controlled in his manner. And then you look at someone like John Dobson, who's from the Stormers, and he's he's quite out there. And it's he's sort of got two different personalities, but you can see the relationship he has with his team. And it was brilliant after the match because Ross Harris is is asking questions to Peter Armani and Peter Armani's answering back and he's asking about what's going to go on this evening. Is there going to be much sleep and what's the plans and are they going to be drinking? And Peter Armani just looks at Graham Rountree and goes, Wig, are we? And it was just like a yeah. it was just like a nice moment between them. He's asking yeah. he's asking Wig whether they can go out and have an all nighter. I thought, and I thought it was nice because Ross Harris mentioned that he said he's asking the boss for permission, and you hear Wig in the background say, "No, he's not." <laughs> like what he, what Wig is the boss, but he never makes you feel like he's your boss, and you do yep. as you're told. He's just, yep. You know, I I think he's great, and, and it's he's tough, one of those mate. guys. It's yeah, tough. It is, yeah, it's tough for him because he was five out of seven at the start of the season. Yep. Sorry, lost five out of seven. Yeah, five. Um, and a lot of pressure was on them. And I think it was like South Africa A, Munster played, which all of a sudden they got a bit of momentum from. Then they went out to Munster and beat them in the league. Uh, then they went out to Stormers and beat them in the league. And then all of a sudden there, you can see the confidence coming through. And he got selection spot on as well because he could have put Ben Healy in, moved Crowley to 12, which they started off against uh, Leinster in the semis with that. They didn't. He put Crowley at 10, Fekatoa was at 12, Anton Frischer at 13, um, RG Snyman on the bench. So he got it spot on. He did what it needed to be done to break down the Stormers, stop the Stormers from playing completely because Munster's defence has been that good. It's been, I think it's been the best defence in the URC all season. It's just probably their ability to score tries is where they've struggled, but doesn't matter at all. They scored three tries at the weekend and they, as I said, dominated possession and made Stormers tackle nearly twice as many times as they did. Yeah. And they were absolutely knackered by the end. They stopped, and he stopped some of their big players as well, the Stormers. They stopped Ruiz, um, Evan Ruiz at, at eight. Um, Daimani was pretty quiet. Dion Fury was pretty quiet. The back three, Zass, Davids, Willemser was quiet. Manny Lebox scored a try, but you know, he didn't get much space. So set his team up absolutely perfectly and massive amount of credit needs to go to Graham Roundtree because we spoke about the players and how good they were, but he got his team in the right frame of mind and he picked the right team and delivered the right tactics. Yeah. I was on the field with Wig once. England toured to South Africa. I was 20 years old and they're, Midweek game test, midweek game test, midweek game to finish the tour, which is an odd, it was an odd format actually. So in, we won the second test and then we had a, a Wednesday game after the second test in a place called Brackpan, which was, it was a rough game. It was a very rough game. Andy Sheridan carried a ball in a bit too high at one point and got absolutely total knockout job. Like, you know, it was, it was going off. I was on the bench because I'd, I was also, I'd also featured in the test on the Saturday and I was on the bench and Wig and Graham Roundtree with a uh, Wig and uh, Darren Garforth with the two props. And I was like, right, I'm the only prop on the bench. Ideally, I don't have, don't want to cover tight head because I hated tight head. So Garforth was a fit bloke and he would have just lasted, but his eye, I think he got kneed or punched in the eye, but 
I, to this day, I've never seen an eye like it in the flesh. I've seen mm. him on boxing matches. It was yeah. like a piece of liver on his face. I've never seen in a game of rugby an eye like it. And Daz would never come off with stuff like that, but he, he physically couldn't see. And it's like, I can't actually see anything. So they bring him off. And I remember Mark Regan or something was something like, oh, tight head, oh, tight head, horrible, oh, tight head. I'm like, yeah, I know, Ronnie. Like, playing tight head for England on tour at 20 against this massive pack. Anyway, and I went on and I remember Wig was just, he said something to me and he said, what you've got to do is be heroic for 20 minutes of your fucking life. That's it. You've got to fight every 20 minutes of your life. And you know, like, team talks don't do a lot for people like you or me, like... You don't need that. You need a little bit of psyching up, but not really. You know what? You know how to get yourself yeah. where you need to be. And the whole way through the game, everything I did, he would grab the back of my shirt. He'd grab the front of my shirt. He'd pat me on the arse. He'd put his hand around my neck, like arm around my neck, like he was just on me the whole time. And I remember coming off and I got home to England and spoke to my parents. They wanted to talk about the test. And I was like, mate, I know I played with Leonard and Jono and Johnny and everyone. Honestly, I got to play with Wig. And because we're both loose heads, we never played together really much because, you know, don't yeah. go the other side. But amazing, mate. You can see why he played so many games for Tigers mm. in England and won so much stuff. Like, amazing guy. Anyway, you yeah. can tell I'm a fan. Yep. I think we all are, I'm a fan. Um, well done, mate. Look, happy summer to everyone, all right? <coughs> yep. I'm just, all I'm doing now is countdown for a week's time to Villamora. So everything I do will be geared towards that. There'll be no boozing this weekend. Um, yeah. A lot of training. Um, probably a lot of flexibility working yeah. on my swing and maybe a bit of online shopping. Wouldn't, we're not going to do it, but a 20-minute, 30-minute pod post-tour would be interesting because I think you're going to be a husk of a man. Yeah, I probably couldn't do it for the first two days. No. It'll have to be the week after. I'll give you no. a full debrief. You're going to be awful. Yeah, oh I God. will. I know it, mate. I will. Of course I will. All right. Look, good luck to you, boy. Yeah, thank you. Um, and say a little prayer for me, okay? Make sure I make yeah. it back safe. Love you. Well, right, guys. Uh, that is it for the season now. That's unless it. we, unless something drastic happens, or we get bored, or have an argument at home with our wives, and yeah. need, a, need a release, we, we will um, speak yeah. to you next season. We're going to do it next season. There's no point teasing anyone. We probably will. Won't That'll we? do it. Of course, we will. Yeah. 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 All right. Because we love you. All right. Lots of love, guys. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.